Hi, I am Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Thank you for being here today. I have a really, really deep and delicious call with Carissa around leaving a marriage and really showing up for yourself and your life the way that you want to and know that you deserve to. Before we dive into our call, our meeting today, I wanted to remind you that I'm holding enrollment calls for Alchemy, a school for the soul, where we work in deep mentorship together Just really looking at all the beauty that lives in the world that we cannot see, the world that's all around us, the world that's connected to your intuition, to that deep knowing inside you of what you want and how to get there. So if you are interested in taking things to the next level in your life with your intuition, your magic, and everything delicious that you would love, Email me and let's get on an enrollment call and see what magic we can create together. And so now for our call today, we look at a number of different topics in this reading together. We look at shame and judgment in regards to sex and body image. We look at ending a marriage consciously. We talk about people pleasing and getting caught in this trap of being who others want you to be rather than who you came here to be. We look at nurturing and reparenting your inner child, and we talk about energetic tools to clear your womb space, and also the emotions of sadness and forgiveness and how all parts of you are valid and welcome. And then we wrap up with a little bit of conversation about starseeds and what those are. So thanks for being here and enjoy my reading with Carissa. Hi, Carissa. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. Um, So I've been feeling like there's something big that's begging me to heal within me that I've been very busy, distracted, and uh, just kind of busy with life. And I feel like I haven't really had the time to sit with it to kind of understand what may be coming up for me. It feels like it's something around like my teenage years and I feel like it's kind of holding me back in some way. And I was just wondering if you could tap into that. Yeah. So what I track in your body is your cervix closing down as you're speaking, like that root chakra, that safety and the second chakra area, sort of that younger developmental years, preteen years. And when I was feeling into you before the call, some of the images you showed me were a cross, like a religious cross. And you showed me yourself looking through a keyhole and the sensation of a broken heart. Mm. And so as I offer all that to you, what comes forward for you? Yeah, a couple of things. So my parents got divorced when I was 13. And I think that a big part of my heart definitely broke at that point. 
it kind of felt like my foundation had been rocked. And within, I would say like a couple years or so is when I started dating and getting very interested in boys. And I feel like potentially it's almost like I never healed that heartbreak almost from my parents' marriage and then just sort of kept seeking something to fill that hole. And it was in these relationships with boys. Yeah. Have you done work around that? I've done some work around it. Yes. Okay. Are you in a relationship currently? Mm-hmm. Yes. I am married. Okay. And Do I did you- grow up Catholic. So that was a big part of my upbringing. And there was definitely a lot of shame around, you know, your body and sexuality and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like there's a part of me that needs to reconcile some sort of aspect there around the shame. Yeah. How does that show up in your marriage today? So my marriage is not actually going very well. We don't really have an intimate relationship like that. And part of it is because some of our relationship, there was a lot of, um, there was some coercion and definitely some manipulation where, you know, he felt he needed the physical aspect to be close emotionally. And I needed the opposite. I needed the emotional connection to have the physical. And so we basically had a breakdown in our marriage a couple of years ago, and we've been trying to work on it. And there've been moments where I've basically said I was done and, you know, he's tried and then I've tried and it's just don't know really where it's going at this point. Okay. Thank you for your honesty and vulnerability with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so you're, you're very much showing me this lower part of your body and your, how, what's your relationship like with your sort of uterus and your ovaries to how are your cycles? Do you have any complications, pain, those kind of things? So interestingly enough, my cycle has typically been very regular. And then, you know, now I'm kind of like approaching perimenopause and it's been a little bit all over the place. (laughs) And so like, actually, like I'm on my first day today after 45 days of not having my period. And I am definitely feeling a lot of discomfort today specifically. And there's a little bit around kind of like, oh no, like, what does this mean for me? How does this change who I am in, in a way that, you know, I can't, rely on the predictability of, you know, my monthly menstruation, which, you know, for a while, I think was something that was looked on as more of like a burden and a inconvenience. And in the last few years, it's been more of like a, I'm grateful that I get to have this monthly process where I get to shed along, you know, physically along with any kind of emotional layers of, or anything that's no longer serving me at the same time, I've looked at it as more of like a cleansing period. So my relationship with it has definitely shifted. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I'm so where I'm tracking back is with the shame, right? Mm-hmm. This part of you that maybe made choices and decisions that you haven't reconciled with and how that's threading through your life today because as you say, right, this this there's something in there for you. When you, as you've explored it, what do you know about this part of you or this time in your life or where, where have you landed in the work that you've done? So for me, I don't know how familiar you are with human design, but I am a fourth line profile. And for me, what that means is I don't move from one foundation until I have the next one sort of set up. 
before I'll take the leap because that's what gives me security. And for me, the way that's translated in my relationships is in the past, you know, my younger years when I was, you know, dating and single, I wouldn't kind of end one relationship until I had something else to look to or someone else to look to. It was very much like this trapezing from one relationship to the next. And I definitely had a time period in my mid to late twenties where I wasn't really dating any one person. I, I was pretty primarily single, but I don't know that I ever healed from a lot of my past relationships that had been very emotionally painful for me. I think it caused me to shut down my emotions where I felt like I never really felt safe to be myself. I always felt I had to be whoever the other person wanted me to be so that I would feel accepted and approved and loved. And that's been a lot of my healing work the last, you know, four years, I would say, is working on, you know, just the self-love aspect of loving myself enough and feeling safe enough to be me without seeking someone else's approval or without seeking out someone else's love and being able to provide that for myself. How do you feel you're doing with that? Like providing that love for yourself? Um, I think I do. I'm doing a pretty good job of it. Although I do catch myself at times just physically being like, oh, I wish I didn't eat that yesterday, you know, <laughs> or like I should have worked out longer today or I, you know, I, I missed my workout and now I feel terrible, right? And I'm, I'm kind of judging my body. It usually comes down more to my body because I feel like who I am as a person, I'm very happy with. Like I, I do love who I am. It's just, I still find myself having to battle that inner critic from a physical standpoint, but my physical body. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because you keep pulling me back to this root chakra cervix area of it's like this sense of insecurity, not trusting, like a foundation that is not secure. Like I see almost like a fulcrum point, like you've, you've built your foundation on top of fulcrum. So it's very like, you've, you've got to keep everything very structured mm -hmm. because any slight tipping, you're going to fall off that foundation. Mm. What in your healing and stuff have you done with like your little girl and that girl whose heart was broken by her parents' divorce? Gone back into meditation and spoken with her and tried to reassure her. Okay. And I just, I don't know that I've done a great job of doing the reparenting. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's a big job. I mean, parenting in any realm is... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not in my experience it's not something that we just go in once and we do it's it's for me it's been a life like years of loving and reparenting that little girl inside mm -hmm. and so you're this this thing that you're sort of looking for or wondering I believe what you're showing me is it lives in here it lives in these formative years and I, you're also showing me, and I get the sense that it, the parents, the divorce wasn't the, the thing, like it was even happening before that, like the buildup too. Mm, yeah. I feel like that makes sense because one of the big things that I talk about a lot is people pleasing. And I definitely know that that was a big part of, it's a big part of who I was. And I definitely can recall being that from a very young age. And I think it had to do with trying to keep the adults, you know, my parents happy because 
for a long, I don't know that I remember them ever really being truly very happy together. And there was a lot of emotions and intense emotions. And I remember a lot of fighting and discord. So I think I was always the peacemaker, right? I was always the one trying to make everything okay for everybody else. Yeah. And that sets you up from this place of not being you, right? Like always doing what other people think you should do or being a certain way for others. And so that's playing out through these patterns that you're seeing and that you're working with and as an adult. Mm -hmm. So there's work in there for you, my love. Like this is going to be the a place for you to explore. And in my experience, it's very, very rich and it really does change your present day by going. And it's not necessarily like going back and rehashing the past or reliving the things by nurturing and comforting that little girl, like you would just a scared child or a scared animal, right? Like you, you really nurture that part of you. You're rewiring your brain. And you're changing the past, essentially, where you go back and you rewrite the memories and you parent that part of you the way that you needed. And as you build that relationship, you you rewire your brain and you create a resiliency inside you that shows up differently in your life today. So there's a lot for you in that space that will open up and and heal that broken heart in a way that's going to allow you to show up differently in your relationship. Mm. I also track for you this part with the perimenopause and things changing. There's an opportunity in there for you as well to clear. There's some stored emotions in your womb and your ovaries that you've been carrying with you. Mm-hmm. And this time in your life is an opportunity to let go of that energy, like work with releasing that so that as you move into menopause, it's going to be a much easier ride for you if you're not carrying this emotional energetic structure that's formed around the physical. Mm -hmm. What's coming up for you? I'm just, I guess I'm just wondering, I'm like, well, how would I do that? (laughs) (laughs) The for the parenting side. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's so many ways and just a couple ideas with the parenting, what you were doing with going back into the memories is very, very powerful. I actually call them memory journeys and I would travel back to those memories and put the whole experience inside a little, or not a little, but inside a bubble. And I'd sit with my younger self and just nurture her and love her and listen to her and have a conversation with her that wasn't had back in those times. Mm-hmm. And she'll guide you. She will bring you to different memories that where she needs you. Mm-hmm. And so just having a process and including her, right, in your daily daily life, like when you notice If you start tracking, you'll notice that there's physical sensations that happen in your body when certain events take place. And when you become really familiar with the way those emotions or sensations live in your body, you can also track those back to her. Mm -hmm. 
because it's the unconscious part of you, right? The, the tracking and sort of exploring the unconscious unhealed part and bringing that to consciousness. Mm. And the body is the vessel for that. It's the tool. Everything lives in the body. Mm-hmm. So working with your body to connect with her, to bring things to the now moment. And then as far as with your womb and the energy, energy work is going to help you with that and energy management techniques. There's a lot of things out there. You can just even imagine your ovaries and your uterus and connect a grounding cord to both of them or, you know, both one to either ovary, one to your uterus, plant those grounding cords down into mother earth and feel energy just draining out that isn't yours. You can then, once you're, we feel that it's drained out, you can call in golden light to fill the space so that you're now reinforming your whole womb space with a different energy, right? A golden divine energy as opposed to the shame and the patterns of the past. Mm, I love that. So what else is coming up with you for you with this conversation? Well, I, it's like, I'm, I'm feeling like this, almost like a deep sadness about it. Like I'm sad that I've been holding on to this for so long and that I let it impact my life up to this current day. So I guess there'll probably be some forgiveness work around this as well. Yeah. Where does that sadness live inside you? I'd say my heart, but it doesn't feel like my heart. It feels lower than that. It almost feels like where my solar plexus would be mm-hmm. like that chakra. Yeah. And it's interesting because in meditation, I kept getting drawn back there a lot over the last couple of weeks or the last few weeks. Why do you get drawn back there? What happens? There's something around, it almost feels like I'm not aware of the power that maybe lives there. And it's almost like I'm scared of it. <laughs> There's something holding me back from it. If you knew what that something was, what might it be? I'm not sure. It feels overwhelming. What's underneath the overwhelm? The word that came to mind, although I don't feel this, but this is just what popped in was bitterness. Hmm. So I don't know how that's related. So when I feel into that, you, how, when your parents divorced was, how was it? It was really hard. I think I definitely thought it was my fault. I thought that, you know, maybe I could have done something or behaved differently or didn't fight with my sister as much. Right. I mean, typical things I think a lot of kids think, and then if I had not fought with my sister so much, maybe my parents wouldn't have fought so much. But the hardest part was, you know, I was really close to my dad and having to only get to see him once on a weekend. I mean, initially it was like on the weekends and then it was like just Sundays was really, really devastating for me. And he was the one that I would always go to for emotional support because I never got that from my mother. And my dad passed away when I was 25 from pancreatic cancer. And so I feel like I've been missing that from my life since he passed. And I don't have that. I don't think I've ever found it again or allowed myself to feel it again because I'm too scared that if I find it, it's going to just go away. Mm, I'm just, I'm here with you. That's, yeah. Did you blame anybody for not being able to see your dad? I don't know that I consciously blamed my mom, but I think there was probably a part of me that did. And so I'm wondering if some of that bitterness might be about her. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. There's this really beautiful opportunity for all these places to, I see them like coming together and there's this softness and there's this knowing that all these 
big emotions, ones that necessarily aren't the best ones to feel, right? The ones that we run from, there's this opportunity for you to run towards them, for you to recognize that they are your allies and they've been here with you all this time protecting you. And there's like this, this really like this third chakra where you're in and you said it's a feeling of sadness. And rather than weaponizing that against yourself, right, by saying, oh, I should have done this sooner. Why have I waited so long? It's, it's taking that and loving it. And, and you're showing me like this beautiful fertile ground. Like there's so much potential and possibility that lives in this power center of yours. And it's, it's like harvesting, right? It's taking all the sadness, the shame, the bitterness and mulching them, using them as fertilizer. It's the way that it's coming in to grow. And you're showing me these beautiful roses blossoming and peonies is actually like the image that I can see. And it's all because of these emotions that you have, that they're the very thing you need mm-hmm. to bloom. Beautiful. Yeah, don't make them wrong. They're here with you. They have gifts for you. They're going to be the path out or not even out, right? But like towards what you want. I see you like gathering them all in, just like hugging them. Like, here, come here. It's okay. I've got you. Okay, come over here. Your turn. (laughs) Let me see you. Come, come closer. (laughs) Instead of like pushing them away, right? that idea that all of you is welcome here and what I you know see for you right in healing I talk about this because we have this sort of tendency to think that there's something wrong with us and that we need to heal we need to fix what's broken and how I love to look at it is just we're here as a soul in a body learning how to be human like that's no small task And I love to think of it more as like, well, we're just expanding into a greater capacity of who we can be. Like, there's nothing wrong with us. We're just learning something new. Mm -hmm. And how can you expand into that with all these beautiful parts that want to come along for the ride? Yeah. Where would you like to go from here? That was just interesting. I had like this image of like, almost like a jack-in-the-box they're like we're here stop hiding us (laughs) yes (laughs) stop trying to stuff us in the box (laughs) we need to come out and play (laughs) yeah you brought up an interesting point though because well something that just made me think of it and I know that you've mentioned this on another podcast but people have told me in the past that I was a star seed and I was like, I don't even know what that means and I don't understand it. But there's definitely been times in my life where I feel like I don't fit in or I don't belong. But I feel like we probably all feel that at some point. So just when you mentioned, you know, we're all here learning how to be human, it just, I don't know, that landed really deeply for me too, because I do have this perfectionist streak in me, or I did. And it's true, we don't have to be perfect. And these little bits that we try to hide because we feel like, they won't be accepted. We have to accept them first before others will as well. So it makes sense and it lands really well and deeply within me. So thank you. Yeah. That perfectionist tendency. I was just talking to someone about that earlier today. It is so sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like gets its way in there and makes you think that until this is just so then I can't be okay or you know there's so many nuances to how it shows up in our life and it's really helpful to recognize it for when it shows up right because we're so used to hearing it as our own voice and we take everything it says for truth and it's really beautiful to to find all those places that it sneaks in and then love it for being here. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and we can just, so Starseed is a soul that has its origins in another star system. Mm. So Pleiades, Orion, Sirius, Arctur Arcturus, these are just some of the different star systems where souls are born. There's many, many, many of them. Mm -hmm. Those are just some of the popular ones. And there's also souls that have their origin incarnation on earth. And so it's very similar to just being born in a country and having a passport for that country. And that's your country of origin. It's just, this is where your soul had its primary years of evolution, like where it was born and then where it learned. Mm -hmm. And we can't, yeah, we can also have when sing star systems, like as if you were born in America, but you went and lived in England for part of your life, you would still be American with your traits and your culture and your accent, but you would learn a lot of British nuances that would then be carried with you as well. So it's similar to that, where you might have studied or lived in another star system and bring those qualities and traits as well with you. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating when we get into those faces. How do we- like how would you figure out where your soul may have come from? <laughs> like which star system? That's fascinating. Well, you have a soul reading that where the reader would go in and research your Akashic soul record. And it's all in there in the Akashic library. Mm, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, what are you taking away from our call today? Oh. Healing work is never done. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason we're here. Of course, of course. And if we're not learning and growing and expanding, we're dead. So we might as well exactly. just keep going with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, this was helpful. I feel like I have, I kind of know where to direct my focus now for right now. So thank you so much. That was really helpful. Mm -hmm. You're very welcome, my love. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours 